Good morning or good evening where my guest Tim Watson is from. This is Dr. Matthew Dunn, a host of the Future of Email Marketing. My guest today is Tim Watson, uh, founder of Zetasphere and guy in charge of Traction 6, among other things, right? Welcome, Tim. Hey, thank you very much for having me. Yes, uh, we're we're talking to you're in you're in um, somewhere in England today, right? Yeah, I'm right on the south coast, down in the middle. So nice part of England. Nice part. Of, what time is it there? It's seven a.m. here. Three three p.m. Oh, okay. Not not too not too bad for either yeah. one of us. Yeah. Uh, Tim and I have my cup of tea time. A cup of tea time and my third or fourth cup of coffee time. <laughs> Tim and I have had a chance to to speak before, but I've been looking forward to an opportunity to to you know to chat one on one and and more in depth. Outline if you don't mind, and some people might be listening to this. Outline a bit about your background in email, and then we'll segue over to your background helping entrepreneurs after that. Oh yeah, sure. Uh, wow. So my background in email. Um, you know, I guess my 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 very first experience of email <laughs> was uh, I want to say it must be about nineteen ninety nine. Um, so my my background is sort of a mix between technology and marketing anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd I'd uh, got a small shareware uh, a, a product a solution um, created, and I was looking to you know get that out into the marketplace in 99. Um, and, uh, you know, how do I reach out? It was for a very specific market segment. Yeah. Uh, and I uh, thought, well, I can, can certainly try email. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, you know, there weren't really kind of that many ESPs around. I mean, there were some, but, no. you know, it was like, oh, well, I'll, you know, find some, find some uh, software, package that will do some bulk emailing from the Windows PC, uh, you know, down through the internet connection and, uh, and out there. So, um, you know, set it up, sent out some stuff, you know, found, you know, <clears throat> you know, I don't want to say it too loud, but found some list data uh, for the appropriate market. Um, <laughs> and, and lo and behold, you know, it launched the, it launched the product. And it, it you know, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was because it was relevant content. You know, I, I knew exactly who to target. It was really relevant. Um, and, and you know, the user definition of, of spam is relevant versus not relevant. That actually, people are very happy to receive an email from someone they have never heard of if it happens to help them solve the problem they've got today. Yeah. The, yeah. The, 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 the challenge is that it's almost impossible to you know, find the right person who's got that challenge and target them when you know nothing about them. Yeah, you know, which, yeah, which yeah is, that's the issue right there. You know, that's the issue. So, it, it's not the fact that it's kind of not an opt-in address or not. It's the fact that it's almost impossible to get a relevant email to someone who you don't know because you probably have like three data points on them and it's not enough. And even if you had ten data points, it's probably not enough. But anyway. Going, going off at a tangent there. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so I kind of had an experience with email then and it worked and, you know, did some good sales on the uh, shareware, um, you know, rolled forwards a bit and um, got involved with ESP business me and some other guys, uh, you know, on the, on, on the board of directors. We grew a ESP um, back in the early 2000s. Oh, wow. Um, and you know that that grew really well as yes all the ESPs do and did <laughs> yeah yeah um 
and uh, trade sale of that business. Um, and I stuck with the acquiring company a little bit longer uh, before I decided it was time to do my own thing again and took all the knowledge I had at that point of, you know, technology, digital marketing and email that I gleaned over the years and, and through working with some very, very nice brands and helping them with their email campaigns mm -hmm. as, as part of the work within the ESP and set up shoppers, you know, uh, consultant on digital marketing uh, of the niche of, of email mm -hmm. um, and work with, you know, gosh, I don't know, 150 businesses since then on, on their email, right? Wow. Uh, um, so that's how I got in, got involved. You know, it was sort of out of out of kind of necessity. Found e email worked, and then you know, very coincidentally, you know, the opportunity to get you know to 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 work in email again with some other guys that I knew, known for, yeah. you know, known for many many years actually, uh -huh. with building a company all around email. Yeah, and so you were, I mean, that's ninety nine. That's pretty early on. For email as a marketing channel, yeah. so I think it's fair yeah, it, to say you kind of watch the thing, watch the baby grow up a good bit, right? It, it you know, looking back on it, it was yeah. really crazy early on. I mean, I, you know, <laughs> what was I thinking? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well, I don't know. You know, the state, the story we were telling ourselves is sort of look around the room and why isn't everybody doing this? Because it, it makes so much sense, right? You know, uh, gee, almost everyone's got an email address or they're getting one, 99. Uh, oh, look, it doesn't cost a fortune and you don't have to pay someone else or ask them permission. You only have to ask the you know, person who you're sending to, can I send this to you? So yeah, uh, it, it, rear view mirror, it's inevitable that it was going to grow. I'm sure at the time it felt like, oh man, <laughs> what are we doing? You know, yeah, internet, I mean, I can't say, you know, it was not like there was lots of published, you know, guides on how to do email marketing yeah, in 1990. Yeah, yeah. You know, we were kind of like it was work it out for yourself time um, from 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 all aspects, from kind of like the, you know, the, the, the technology, uh, the solution, what you say, how you say, how you, you know, what what's what's going to work, what's not going to work. Yeah. Um, but the main thing is, guess what, you know, right offer to the right person. <laughs> <laughs> right offer to the right person. Yeah. And as you said, you know, if even if even if you pick their name out of a hat or made it up at random, if you happen to be talking about something that they're interested in, helps them solve a problem right now at this moment in time, you're not spam. No, no, that's, yeah. the, that's the, I mean, you know, there's the legal definition. There's a user definition. The user yeah. definition is if, if you if you turn up on my doorstep and you're helping me in some way yeah. that's, that, that I need. Yeah, I, I can't thank you enough for contacting me. Yeah, 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 that's that's it right there. Well, um, you know, there's a there's a pivot in your life at some point and And you're now you're helping, you know, coach entrepreneurs down the path with a with a particular yeah. methodology. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, sure. So, I mean, you know, but my, I guess my background in terms of, you know, building a business with the SP, actually, there was another business I'd been part of uh, a few years before that, uh -huh. that, um, that uh, you know, kicked off and, and built it. I left the, I actually left that business uh, when I realized the vision wasn't for me. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and, you know, obviously, you know, create my own marketing consultancy business, you know, on top of that. So, but, you know, I'll be honest, one of the frustrations that I found was that, um, you know, particularly when people are looking for help, 
Mm-hmm. Um, they, you know, they, they need the help and they can benefit from getting the, ex, you know, the knowledge and the experience of people external to them, right? You know, there's stuff that they don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but I got, I got frustrated because I would, you know, help people understand what they need to be doing to improve mm-hmm. their results and their marketing and everything. And, I, you know, spend time and effort and blood and sweat, right? <laughs> Putting together, you know, kind of the roadmap and the strategies that will kind of make them successful. Um, but, it, you know, the frustration was that very often I could feel the dust collecting as I walked out the door. Right. Is this <laughs> as, actually going to turn into action kind of a thing? Yeah, you know, it's kind of like you've got this thinking and feeling of, ah, you know what, there's something, you know, they they – they get it they 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 you know people go great that's fantastic that's just what we needed mm-hmm. um this makes total sense yes this we need to get on with this now um and you could just sort of see that there's a thousand other priorities hitting them yeah. that's going to stop them getting yeah. to it um yeah. and it and it was a frustration because you know i i was you know not delivering as much value as i could not because right. of of what i was providing but um, because of the people's, you know, business's ability to to you know work out what they should be doing and, and prioritizing, and um, I found the answer in 2015. Okay, uh, I, I wasn't particularly looking for it, but I was, you know, scratching my head and going, you know, how do how do we help businesses better? How do we help these entrepreneurs and entrepreneurial businesses better? Yeah, um, and I came across uh, working with one of you know a very good client. Um, this book Traction uh, mm-hmm. that you can see on the shelf there by, yeah. <laughs> by Gina Whitman, um, which describes what he, what he terms the entrepreneurial operating system, which is a way of harmonizing human effort. Uh, and it turns out that, you know, businesses I worked in, worked with and, ex- you know, experienced. Actually, one of the big struggles is there isn't kind of a really good, solid um clear shared vision mm-hmm. um with a way of getting everybody on the same page aligned on priorities mm-hmm. as to what needs to be done you know this 90 days this 12 months this three years kind of thing okay you know that yeah. the the strategic planning processes would were, were not that functional yeah um and you know businesses suffer from this kind of flipping back and forth and today's priority um, and a thousand things are important. And when, you know, when everything's important, nothing is important, important. right? Yeah, for sure. For you know, sure. Um, and, and EOS helps helps the business just get better yeah. at, at, um, at getting traction, hence the name of the book. You know, it's about getting clarity of vision. So everybody's on the same page with the, the vision for the business, where it's going, how it's going to get there, uh-huh. creating that discipline of accountability to get the traction so everybody's executing on it and, right. and, and also creating some healthy teams on the way as well as part of that. Um, so in 2015, I came across the book working with a business. Yeah. Um, we implemented the EOS concepts, the tools and disciplines into that business. You know, I was really blown away by it. It worked. It, I thought it was going to work well, but it worked really well. <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay. You know, so that, you, uh, you didn't, it wasn't just a book. It was, in in it was it was theory in action turned into results. 
yeah absolutely absolutely so it's it's a it's it's very practical um you know there's lots of really great books around sure. um which are <laughs> yeah yeah and and you know i read an awful lot of books and there's things that, you know some of them you probably can't read you know all the spines but and there's a whole load more books in the cupboard but um you know and they're they're very inspiring thought provoking books and they've got great content but not many of them are sort of like a practical guide <laughs> to right. Right. how to actually help your business run better yeah um how to you know remove some of the common frustrations that entrepreneurial businesses suffer with right right um, whereas traction is a very practical guide so yeah we implemented it worked great you know that particular business grew 54 percent 10 million over three years um you know that that, that and it's carried on working for them ever since uh i started using those same tools and disciplines then with other businesses I was involved with yeah um yeah. and found that it worked again it worked again okay <laughs> and again and again and it worked for them and which couldn't have been too much of a shock to me because uh there's I think it's over 12,000 businesses actually running on EOS right now oh wow okay. um you know it, it's in lots of different industry verticals as well so that as a framework uh-huh. for you know, and a set of tools, sort of, it's a simple, practical, proven system at this point. Yeah, um, yeah. And there's a way of deploying it as well, of implementing it, which is proven. Um, so I, you know, I've, I found that as much as people kind of said, look, we want help with this, actually, what really moved the needle even more was helping with that, which was say, right, let's get the whole business running, you know, just right and uh, uh, and work with the leadership team to make sure everyone's aligned with that vision mm-hmm. and how you're going to get there, help you get better accountability throughout the business, get focus on what's important and get the get the right stuff done and, you know, stop stop some of the stuff that particularly I think marketing is particularly susceptible to getting distracted. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like, oh, I need to do this, you know, oh, well, da, 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 and, and nothing, you know, nothing gets done because everything's a distraction to what should be being done. And at, at some point, you know, people have forgotten what the priority was in the first place. And, ah, you know, it's and, you know, it's 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 tough. So, yeah, that's, so it was uh, kind of accidental. And, and I kind of went, you know what, this I can add so much more value for people by actually you know, from all of my experiences and, and having understood how to use EOS and implement EOS to, to working with people on that. And EOS is Entrepreneurial Operating System, correct? That's correct, yeah. yeah. So yeah. so most of your time now is spent, uh, am I correct, coaching, con- consulting and coaching on implementation of EOS for businesses? Yeah, basically, yeah, yeah, it's, that's exactly it. That's where I spend most of my time now. I mean, I've I've got a kind of a couple of fingers in a little bit of uh, activity around email, but most yeah, of my yeah. time is is exactly around that implementing EOS, which is kind of a little bit of a blend of of teaching, facilitating, and coaching. Yeah, yeah, okay, cool. And and you probably end up getting to work with a range, a wide range of industries and businesses. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Uh, are your clients mostly you know UK EU, or are you stretching out more globally as well? Um. You know, the, the, the fantastic thing called the internet. When, when I, um, you know, made this switch, you know, we, we sold the ESP and I decided to go out and do my own thing again and, and, and set up the consulting business within uh, digital marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I had in mind that that would be a very 
UK centric business that it would be you know working with with people who are local-ish right okay um um but that's turned out not to be the case it turned out that because of the the internet which was getting better and better right in the uh, you know a few years ago um that it became very practical to to video commute yes um and work with businesses remotely so i was working uh, already at that point with businesses around the world substantially the us and the uk but nice. you know in other, other places as well nice. um um and, and and you know that's continued in the you know the the businesses i'm working with um you know i'll get on a you know run a session with a you know a client and and got one where it's people from us uk and and like asia and it's a you know management team that's split over three continents and we get together on zoom and that wow. happens um so did the pandemic and everyone going oh i guess we can work on video did that actually kind of help um yeah you know um i mean you know for my my personal experience of when you know the pandemic hit and it's all kind of like oh we've got to do all this stuff over you know zoom and video yeah, and yeah. working remotely i was like no change then yeah yeah you know, exactly. I, you know, you know welcome to my world I, yeah, I, I had, you know, phone numbers that followed me around and uh, virtual phone numbers and, and virtual everything and video, yeah, yeah. you know, used every single video hosting solution around and, and video. <laughs> yes, <laughs> me too. Um, you know, from... Do you remember what it used to be? Like, if you could coax someone on to a, you know, to a, a video conference, you pretty much guaranteed that you were going to spend 10, 15 minutes doing tech support, helping them install, get the meeting ID. Oh God! Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. such a pain in the butt. I would switch solutions, looking for the one that was just like, click it hello, worked. and it worked. Yeah, and yeah, now I everybody's mean, there. Some sort of go to meeting and WebEx and, and join me and all. Yeah, join, Skype but, was kind of the dominant dog, and then it yeah, it, it yeah. Microsoft managed to really kill Skype. Like what a what a dork. Oh yeah, it yeah, it's been a big shame that has. That's yeah, that shame. <laughs> it was a real shame, and. You know, timing is everything, and I, I, I'm not taking any way, anything away from Zoom's technical achievements. It is easy, slick, polished, etc. But they were also at the right place in the right time. Oh, oh, gosh! Could, well, I mean, yeah, they had this, they had the right solution, and and it just hit the right. You know, it's it's very slick, very easy. You know, it yeah. takes about three minutes to learn it, it and yeah. it and it just works and it just works yeah and they, I, and suddenly the world, whole world needed it i mean and, wow yeah and it's become <laughs> the it's become the verb right you know yeah. i've got a zoom uh i had switched to zoom um yeah 9 months maybe 12 months you know before covid uh, showed up and made yeah, life yeah. Uh, interesting <laughs> and watching it just go unbelievable yeah yeah, yeah. i yeah. I'll be very curious to watch them as a company, though, after, out of this, et cetera. Like, okay, you, you got to, you know, happens once once a decade kind of boost. What are you going to do? Like, where do you take it from here? Because they could yeah. just park camp on it and be the sort of de facto standard. But sooner or later, you know, Microsoft has already taken market share away from them with Teams. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and you've got you've got all of the, you know, complications of privacy, security, etc. Uh, that, that always rear their heads when human beings are involved in something. 
Um, <laughs> it would, and I'll have to grapple with that. It's like, can Zoom become bigger than a video conference platform? It'd be an interesting question to watch. Well, they certainly tried, they're doing some stuff at the moment on there around kind of trying to be bigger than the video conference platform in terms of the features they're building in and the capabilities yeah. around kind of trying to be your um, your your uh, business uh, virtual PBX type of thing. And, yeah. and, you know, they bought, I can't remember, they bought someone, didn't they, not too long ago? Yeah, I, I can't remember which company. Um, I, it's, it's hard to keep track of the mergers yeah. and acquisitions uh, but, yeah. playing board. Game yeah. board. Wow. Yeah, that, so, uh, so certainly I'm still kind of telecommuting around and uh, yeah, physically commuting as well a little bit, but uh, yeah. <laughs> were you already, were you already working mostly virtual, you know, before everyone had to work mostly virtual? Yeah, heavily, heavily. Yes. Me too. Yeah, me too. Heavily. Me too. Yeah. I was like, welcome to my world. Thank you. This is, yeah. thanks for joining me. This is much easier. Um, I was, I was chatting with, uh, do you know Tim Moore at Socket Labs? Um, no, I do not. Um, uh, Socket Labs is a, a smarter backend for email. And I'm sorry, Tim, I'm kind of mangling what you said yesterday. He was he was a guest for a podcast episode yesterday. We had a you know, great in-depth geeky email <laughs> conversation. But um, but we, we were just talking about the we were talking about how work and doing a job have been redefined so quickly and and are not going back right you've mm -hmm. worked remote virtual for a long time me too and now a whole lot of people are getting to do it and it's it's an amazing transformation to watch yeah i mean i i hooked up uh, you know with, with one of my clients so we're implementing eos and it's kind of like right okay it's time for a review you know um how's it going and the, it's like you know the business is going great. You know, we're just downsizing the office. Um, yeah. It's like the business is going great. You've got double number of people, but you're downsizing the office because you just don't need the office size. You know, it's like we're downsizing the office. The business is going great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Isn't that, isn't that something? Um, yeah. Do you think, well, so a couple questions occur to me. One, and I'm just guessing, and you get to talk about it. I'm, I'm guessing that this redefinition of work fits perfectly into the EOS methodology and framework. Yeah, you, um, I think, I mean, it's certainly going to be some interesting stuff in terms of, um, you know, seeing how people, um, you know, join and grow and develop within a world which is heavily virtual or hybrid or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, you know, one of the CEOs uh, said, you know, he's, he hasn't met about 50% of his staff at this point. Right, yeah. Um, be, because they're all at the end of a wire. Yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah. Um, what, was, what, was the, what was the question again? Well, no, I'm just wondering how, you know, you've, you've got... A, how EOS, oh yeah, how EOS fits with it. Yeah, um, and, yeah. Vice, and vice versa, really. Yeah, so well, I think the one thing that, that you know, EOS gives is... Um, it gives kind of like handrails for how to be clear on on the vision. It gives clarity to people around what the where the accountability is, what the focus should be, what needs to be done, um, so that actually that's really helpful um, within the virtual world because yes. where where you haven't got the you know the management by osmosis, the walking around stuff and just chatting and, and trying to stay coordinated informally. 
yeah. having something which is a set of handrails yeah. which helps guide and make sure that everything is aligned and in sync um you know and it's not it's not kind of like an onerous framework or something it doesn't get in the way uh which not like six sigma fun. right <laughs> yeah no it, 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 it you know you don't even notice it's there in a sense but um you know it, it just helps the right amount and, and it it's simple and it, that's the genius of it it is so simple wow. um anything complicated does never works you know yeah. people come up with this fantastic crazy complicated way of working that will just be like genius then yeah. work yeah yes. well, or, it won't, or it won't last or it won't, won't last it's too complicated people yeah. can't understand it engage with it it does yeah. because it's complicated it starts to become restrictive and sticky yeah. and now you're fighting the system rather than working with it so but yeah i mean you know the the EOS is working great in a hybrid environment or remote environment it's helping helping the alignment helping people know what they need to focus on keeping that accountability there um rather than and, and I, there was some step stories i don't know they're probably in the u.s press as well but there was some like stories on the the bbc press here in the uk of of some some guy saying how he was using you know screen watching software to make sure that his people are doing the right stuff and so on. and it's like oh my god you know that's just terrible um you know, I can't imagine. I mean, it's like, what, what are you thinking? That is not going to be a successful way to to engage. Couldn't couldn't agree with you more. Ever. You know, one um, of the I read the other day that one of the <laughs> one of the hot selling uh, one of the hot selling items um, <laughs> these days, you know, pandemic uh, easing period is is a little gizmo that makes it look like your mouse is in action. <laughs> because you've got you've got companies misguided in my humble opinion oh 100%. monitoring every keystroke and mouse click and you're like i want to go get coffee but i'm supposed to be at work so i'll put my mouse on the little vibrating pad so it looks like i'm still doing something. oh wow i hadn't seen that that's hilarious yeah if you're measuring just... mouse clicks we have but, a different problem to discuss. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know that's just, but that's just the innovation of man, fabulous, isn't it? You know, kind of like, but uh, and it's just so, so wrong. I think it was a, it, I think it was Jim Collins who um, said, as soon as you need, you know, st as soon as you feel the need to tightly manage someone, you made a hiring mistake. You know, if you really feel like you've got to manage someone that tightly. Yeah, yeah, you you've got the wrong person, or you're not, you know, or, or you're or you're wrong. not a manager, or, but, but or one or you're the not other. a manager, yeah, or you're the or you're the wrong person, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're, you're, you know, you're the you're the problem, you know. It's either the person you hired is a problem, assuming assuming you know, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. But uh, I mean, you know, uh, that's that's just so 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 bad, and I think you know that's why being focused on outcomes and what needs to be achieved. Yeah. Um, getting clarity around that, uh, you know, and we have we have mechanisms to do it, you know, where things are written down, like, you know, smart, the good old specific, measurable, achievable, realistic time bound. Everything yeah. is is defined. Yeah. Um, smart. Um, there's clarity, you know, whether it's going to take you, you know, five minutes, five days, five months to, you know, deliver something. Yeah. The clarity is there. Yeah. Um, you don't, you know. You don't have to monitor if the mouse is moving or not. Right, right. Because honestly, sometimes shutting the screen off and, you know, hands off the keyboard and thinking 
maybe the most important thing for you to do. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, certainly, in the, you know, you know, a lot of us are obviously heavily, you know, knowledge workers, really. Yeah. Um, you know, and and thinking is, you know, critical. Um, there's a, a, I love this quote, actually, from Henry Ford, which he said, was, you know, thinking is the hardest type of work to do, which is why so few people do it. Um, yeah. <laughs> and and, it, and it's just like it is actually, it is. you know, sitting back and just yeah. thinking yeah. Yeah. is is really it's really, you know, quite hard, you know, to try and sit back and get that clarity and think about what's going on, think about what needs to be happening. Yeah. And certainly, you know, as, as business leaders, um, you know, you, you need to be getting that clarity on a regular basis, getting, you know, just thinking about things. Um, yeah. And your, your mouse isn't going to be moving. <laughs> yeah. Your mouse, yeah, exactly. If your mouse is moving, your brain may not be Um where, we're going to have to fight to reinvent the processes and systems that don't not that don't just allow for that, but actually in, enable that. And I'm, I put that poorly, but I'm I, I'm thinking, for example, of software developer, kind of MySpace. Like, mm. It's pretty well studied that a one or two minute interruption can pretty much blow a day of work for a good developer. Because, you know, mm. they're in flow, they're in the middle of this, they've got all yeah. of the pieces and variables in their head and someone comes in and asks them if they filled in their timesheet or some stupid ass thing like that. Poof, right? You're not, you, you, you may not ever reconstruct what you had going at the moment and, yeah. you know, enabling them to do the job of, that's a thinking job, right? Enabling them to do that by doing things like giving them an office instead of a cubicle. Like we're starting to realize, oh, that's the valuable output, right? Like that I, and I particularly like to, to rail on the open office concept because I've always thought that was just completely idiotic and <laughs> refused to work in a cube myself. But why? Because I can't think if I'm constantly interrupted and yeah. really you probably should pay me for, you know, pay me for this work, not this work, not <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, I to totally get it. I mean, I've you know, people sort of say, "Oh, you know, that only take me a couple of minutes." When I don't believe there's anything which is a two-minute task. Yeah. Because yeah. if you switch context, context switching, yeah, and you go and do something, and particularly if you were if your head was deep in somewhere, yes, um, it's yeah. going to take you a, a lot of energy to get your head back to where it was and deep into that thing. Yeah, yeah. Which we, you know, we're all we're all. <laughs> mea culpa guilty of 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 context switching a lot more than i should and i know the cognitive cost is atrocious you know mm. task a task b task c you're not doing any of them well if you're doing a piece of them all in the same you know one or two minute span yeah yeah if you yeah. if you're endlessly flipping back and forth yeah 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 or or you're you're placing more of a load on your you know, more of a load on your uh, compute machine or on your head uh, than you should have. I've actually gotten to the point in like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to say it. It's going to be recorded. I have, I have big old time blocks on my calendar in the morning that are basically piss off. Leave me alone. I'm thinking, you know, I'm, I'm actually concentrating on something and I Brilliant. just leave them blocked because I've learned that that's, that's kind of the sweet spot for me for the work that requires real concentration 
in meetings, generally speaking, bah, they can wait, right? They can go later in the day or later in the afternoon. And, and I'm just, yeah, yeah no, it's, important. it's important. It's absolutely important that you block out time for yourself to get, yeah. you know, to, to, to do your thinking work, to get your clarity and so on. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm interested now. You've got me interested. When's your, um, when's your most creative inspirational moments? When do they come? Um, I'm a long-term student of, of creativity, thought and creation, creative process. Um, so I, I understand why it works this way. Driving, mm -hmm. which I don't do that much anymore. <laughs> no. And, and like random, not actually working activities where the brain just goes, wait a minute, mm -hmm. you could put those two things together, you know? walk yeah. shower play yeah. piano something like that yeah right yeah but, so th 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 so that yeah. that uh, i'm i'm ple pleased you said that because that's what i hoped you were going to say yeah. <laughs> um and and there is this kind of like you know you, you block of time to get deep into some thought task yeah but the but the you know where you've got to work things through and you're thinking and you're deep and it and so on that's great the inspirational creativity side of things um, probably doesn't come in those blocks of doesn't time. Come in those blocks. No, you're um, they, they come in the time when you're a little bit unfocused, a little bit defocused. Yes. And yes. there's even a case of if you're like a, you're a really great morning person where you get up, you've got huge amounts of energy and you can really start plowing through things. You get in the flow and you get a yeah. whole load of stuff done. Yeah. Probably means your creative stuff is in the evening. Yes. Um, when when you're you know you're half zonked out um when you're kind of your brain's only half there yep. Yep. and it can it can wander around and, and vice versa if you're kind of like a person who you know would, would do all of your study and revision in the evening yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. then probably first thing in the morning when you when you're kind of like well it's probably when you're going to have things so so yeah but i'm you know like yourself you know when i'm uh i'll i find you know right reading reading some book about something or other and I'll be reading it um, and it there's just things that start to trigger off and I'll start thinking about and, and, uh, and, and creating and solving challenges and, and so one. on it's getting getting new um, new perspectives yes. on things not necessarily directly related to what I'm reading yes but because I'm not focused on it um, you know and, and and of course you know the old classic of you know you you <laughs> going to the bathroom and you come back having been to the bathroom you know with with, with the answers with because the that you know you've been at it bum, 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 bum. you've got everything in your head it's all there but the pieces aren't connecting the neurons aren't quite firing and then you god my camera's going all crazy yeah crazy. um and and then you go off to you know off to the bathroom yeah. and uh take that little break where you're not directly thinking about it and suddenly bam it becomes so clear fascinating so now we're going to get really esoteric have you ever read the act of creation by arthur kessler no i've not. oh dude dude you put that i I'll, I'll send i'll send you a link it may you may have a hard time finding it in print but okay. like if if i were taking three books to the proverbial desert island that would be one of them yeah and, and kessler famous journalist famous novelist and surprisingly smart dude um he would say and what he says in the act of creation which is all about that creative aha process across disciplines 
Mm -hmm. is that you need both of the things that you just talked about. You have to do the hard donkey work, the uh, I'm concentrating, I'm focused to do. His term is load the underground. You you actually have to not be able to solve the problem. So your brain's kind of like, Ugh, I, you know, I got, I worked at this and I've got all the pieces there and I ah, the hell with this. I'm going to go take a walk, right? And on the walk or in, you know, in the car or something like that, then the human brain does this amazing cross circuit. Like, wait a minute, what if we connected it that way? But yeah. trying to get brilliant by just driving around or just taking walks isn't going to get you there because right. you don't have the, the load of, you know, yeah. potential right. waiting for lightning to connect the cloud and the ground. Got it. Makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Yeah. You, you got, you've got to have all of the things sort of in your head, knocking around all the pieces, all the, yeah. Bit, yeah. the, all the bits of puzzle on the desktop or yes. the, yes. The, 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 the mind space. Yeah. Knowledge. And, and, and yeah. then let the brain relax and it will just go and start. Oh, that one goes there. This one goes here. This one yeah. goes here. Yeah. Goes yeah. Yeah. Or you'll, or you'll see a, you know, a structure or a connection between things for yeah. completely arbitrary looking reasons mm. like oh yeah that is like that huh son of a gun right boom solution you know solution sort of presents itself yeah it's uh and and back to the you know back to the virtual work and even the you know operating system for business kind of things allowing for both or even structuring for both we may we'll have to get better at that i suspect because and I won't say this quite very well right out of the gate. I think a lot of that was happening inadvertently around the edges of social interaction when work tended to be done live with other people. And now that we're not doing that, now that now that there, I don't have to go uh, to the room for coffee where I bump into the guy who's talking right. about something else. Right. We're going to have to start designing work for that. It's like eventually a company will go, did you take your walk today? <laughs> Why? Because we actually figure you're more likely to do something really smart if you put yeah. the keyboard down and go for a walk. You know, studies have shown that. Da, 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 da. Yeah. How how can we still have those um, those moments? Yeah. Um, if we aren't sort of doing it by accidentally knocking into people and yeah. accidentally, you know, yeah. water cooler or whatever. Um, yeah. Where you know you overhear something or you get you know. Mm, yeah, yeah. there's a there's a company oh, and I'm blanking on the name of the company. I think they're mentioned in good to great. No, they're not. There's an it's an engineering company down in Seattle and I won't come up with the name of them. They designed a headquarters for the company, but they put a cap on the height of the building. And the cap was dictated by the number of flights of stairs that someone will take. And the point that they were after, which is absolutely right is that elevators really screwed up collaboration because you you don't talk to people in elevators and you don't stop and pause and have a conversation in an elevator and you don't run into people from like other disciplines other departments, oh, okay other parts on the of- on the on the stairwell you kind of like hey Yo, hey Tim! I hear you're doing the same stuff. Seconds. Like, cool. What's the, what's that new company you're working? Right, right. We 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 learn, we glean, we grow, we connect, which you don't do in 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 elevator sized, mm. elevator structured buildings. Mm. Cool, huh? Yeah, that's, that's, that's interesting. 
Interesting. Yeah. And Amazon just Amazon Amazon's headquarters are ninety miles south of me. I'm in I'm in the northwest, north of Seattle. They just spent you know cacajillion dollars uh, on this like garden space in the middle of their metroplex in at the south end of Seattle. And I mean it's a it's a big building with plants and nooks and crannies and like it has it doesn't have desks. It's not there for people to work. It's right. there for people to take a break, hang out, interact. Right. And I would be willing to bet that thing pays for itself very, very, very well in short order. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm with it. I'm with you on that. And I'm, I'm sure they're doing the right things. Yeah. How does one measure it? <laughs> so I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a real kind of, you know, I'm a data, I'm a data person. I love data. I love you know, not just reading numbers, but thinking about why the numbers are like the numbers are. Yeah, yeah. Um, and looking behind the numbers. Yeah. Not like, you know, read the numbers. Oh, this is what it says. No, no, no. Let's think about what the mechanics, let's see how those numbers are talking to us. How is it stacking up? And what are the interactions going on there? What might be the reasons for that? Mm. You know, the numbers are what, but there's the big why question, which is, you know, far more fascinating. But so, you know, my, my you know, question on, you know, Amazon doing that or, or any company is like, great, but, you know, how do you get the numbers which shows what's going on and show you what, <laughs> what, what value you're getting from that sort of stuff? Um, yeah, it's tough, huh? That's tough. A, it's, well, it's, it's a tough question because mm. if you're making a speculative investment leap, like let's use Amazon as a proxy here. We're yeah, going cost, cost right? Right? to build a big dome with a bunch of plants and in, in places, places for people to hang out. Well, what yeah. are the numbers that justify that? You will not have an answer. No. Right. You're going to make a big old leap of intuition, faith. Yeah. You know, guts, it's, it's, it's whatever. Kind of philosophical belief. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that that's uh, I, I, I get I get it. It sort of goes against my. Yes scientific sense yes. of you know if we can't measure it we can't verify it we can't <laughs> prove it uh, and you know if it's a few sodas whatever but but when it's you know some some millions yes uh, it's like you know it's, it's, yeah. uh, you know it's ballsy <laughs> it's, ball, it's ballsy well and, and you know measurement by by definition measurements you know uh a post you know post post factum right well we can put some numbers on this yes now that it's made built doing its thing but projecting the numbers in advance you're applying an old model and hoping it works out again yeah. so no it's yeah. not right Mark zuckerberg not a fan facebook not a fan but the fact that they've got the balls your word to put at this point 12 billion dollars already into metaverse like i wow like gutsy gutsy move and you know he's got the control and the cash to be able to do it i i hope yeah. it doesn't pay off because i don't want people living in facebook but <laughs> it i i do admire i do admire the commitment to make the leap yeah yeah, yeah for sure yeah you know it's like wow that's 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 pretty major yeah it's pretty yeah it's, it's pretty it's pretty major you know and, and history says someone somewhere in a garage is doing something that'll end up being, you know, more meaningful for that, you know, that new vector, right? Yeah, this is kind of like, yeah, there's a business kind of putting 10 billion into something and yeah. then someone, will, someone will, will, for a few thousand dollars, start on a concept which actually was, it turns out to be far more important. Far more important, yeah, which, you know, which, I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of reassuring 
that that happens so often. It would be a boring, awful world if the only way to you know innovate was to have ten billion dollars to throw <laughs> away. <laughs> so, here's, here's here's something I was just toying with in, in my head while I was walking down to the uh, um, down to the baker's to, to buy a nice roll and cake today. I just saw a headline, um, uh, and I, I think it was Ox, an Oxford group have made the next step with fusion. Yes, um, yes. So I saw kind of like you know they've gone further. They, they, they're starting to produce more energy out of fusion than they're putting in, or whatever. You know, yes, it, it's yes. that kind of getting to the point where fusion may actually be possible. Yeah. Um, and energy basically will drop by a you know in price by a factor of 10 or 100 or something at some point it's not going to be for like you know 10 20 30 years or something no doubt yeah but energy suddenly becomes really really low cost compared to what it is now and it's like and it's green it's green energy so everyone's yeah. like oh, yeah you know planet save green energy fantastic you know and it's like what are the implications of energy going down in price that much. I mean, there's a simple things like cryptocurrencies suddenly blow out of the water as being worthless. You know, cryptocurrencies crash because, you know, obviously crypto is based on energy costing something. And as soon as you can mine for zero dollars, uh, yeah. then, you know, crypto goes down the pan. Right, <laughs> right, right. right. Yeah. As, as it does if, you know, quantum computing works out because the algorithms... Yes. You know, can just you know invent coins like that. So yes. you know, crypto as it currently stands, and no doubt someone will you know solve that one maybe. But you know that goes down. But what about everything else? You know, if, if energy becomes so cheap, then you know the whole you know when the whole world has been based on the price of oil, and, and when oil's cheap, you know the economies go up, and when oil's expensive, um, you know economic activity has been suppressed. Well, imagine energy goes down by a factor of a hundred economic activities like going to suddenly hit the roof suddenly doing things which are expensive on energy who cares um you know let, let's let's put you know saunas in the antarctic because it's cheap to do it you know let's let's uh pump water around um to the to the deserts because well other than the cost of a pipeline the cost of the energy to transport the water there is is, is nil you know or whatever uh, i mean and in, in fact you know if economic goes up there then we'll be limited by the cost of raw materials will be you know like well it doesn't cost to dig stuff out the ground and smelt steel and stuff anymore we just need the you know the raw materials to make steel but the energy cost is is zero so that they will probably get a whole new set of um environmental challenges yes because we'll start doing a lot of stuff um, that energy costs constrain us and stop us doing yes. um, that we will start doing and, and will you know potentially hurt the planet in other ways yeah. <laughs> um, but also kind of it will it's it will change the, the whole world so incredibly in, well, in how we function and what's important and what, how our decisions are made you know it's, it's just mind-boggling to me because what, what we thought what we thought was a, you know an immovable, constraint turns out it wasn't i mean rough, rough analogy but aren't we at the you know baby step stage of having done that with communication you know <laughs> communication was done at, at you know human and wind speed up until 150 years ago right. like that was about as fast as you could get you know yep. napoleon semaphores aside 
Um, And now, and seriously, in the 20-year span that you and I have been talking about, emailing someone around the planet, talking live to someone in England from, you know, from the Pacific Northwest is like, we didn't talk about the cost of this video conference, did we? No. Communication. No, you're paying, right? <laughs> communication has become somewhat like you're saying about energy. Communication has done this darn near free vector. And we're still trying to figure out how to, you know, how to reinvent and operate with constraints gone on, yeah. on that particular thing. Yeah. And, and, and now if you make, you know, the, the whole, you know, world, you know, the whole world is limited by the cost of energy. And if you suddenly remove that, what right, what are we right. going to be limited by? Right. What, are we, what are we going to be limited by? And, you know, and, and suddenly more. doing things which are energy intensive and doing things in an inefficient way yes. won't matter anymore. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And and then we'll have the, uh, can we, can we, you know, can we harness that energy to fix the stuff that we've managed to break quite, yeah, quite well. badly, right? If, if, if carbon extraction is daunting because it's energy expensive. Well, suddenly it's not. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah no, it's fast. Yeah. I read that. And China's had some breakthroughs with uh, fusion, I think, as well. Um, <laughs> my hope, and this is this is a you know we're we're off down a rabbit hole, which is awesome. Um, maybe fusion will not have the the brand problem that nuclear has, because on a rational basis. Right. Being an environmentalist and being anti-nuke is is not a very sensible position, honestly. Uh, yeah, well, I guess you know, obviously, fusion seen as as radioactively safe. With, with it's a fish. it's a brand issue. Like, yeah. Okay. Put it in right. Marketing yeah. terms. So, so the difference between fission and fusion, which um, yeah, but for anyone who doesn't know, splitting the atom versus smashing two atoms together. Yes. And combining them, and they both produce energy. Just one has bad side effects. Yes. yes. <laughs> Yes, yes, um, yes, but, and the other, the, the other, the other doesn't. It's just can we, can we, can we contain to contain it to actually uh, make it happen continuously? Tough, tough science problem, right? We've been working at this for uh, yeah. close to a century, and we're only now starting to see some, you know, more yeah. output than input kind of yeah. results. Yeah, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm kind of as I said, I was, you know, walking down to the local bakers, and it's kind of thinking, ah, there you go. And I, I, now I've got the pieces knocking around in my head. Possibly, when I go to the bathroom next, I'll suddenly <laughs> you know, yeah. a few more implications of what zero energy could mean to to, to society. But I, I, it, it's absolutely fascinating. It I really think is. you know the, yeah. the the impact of of, of, of cheap energy. Yeah, and, and, and uh, it changes. It changes everything. Everything, everything. It just yeah. would be so fundamental. I don't think we can even start to understand how fundamental it would be. Agreed. How it changes everything yeah. that yeah. we do. No, you're 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 you're, ab- you're absolutely right. And you know, yay science, right? Like, if that happens, call me Pollyanna. I think that's a great thing. We'll we'll have we'll take a century to figure out how to start adapting or more, but I'd much rather see that happen than not. I, yeah. I'm, I would be optimistic about what we could do with that. Let me put it that way. Yeah. And if we're talking about, you know, the, the you know, the, the, the farming revolution, the industrial revolution, the computing technology revolution, we'll probably be talking about the zero energy revolution as being, you know, the, 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 the next big thing <laughs> yeah. Yeah. in terms of the thing which suddenly changes 
you know everything yeah everything there's a a super super smart gent mark anderson who runs a strategic news service an email newsletter of all things um and mark is a just brilliant polymath um i happen to know him because he happens to live not far from here um he proposed what he called the carbon he called it the carbon trifecta he said we need to pull carbon out of the atmosphere and turn it into graphene so that mm-hmm. we can make things with graphene and and it's a virtuous cycle because that you know that particular material graphene invented in your country um has such astonishing useful properties right. that an infinite supply of that would only be good and it'd right. be but much better to have the carbon you know it's not good graphene used a lot in kind of nanotechnology i'm thinking Start, well, that uh, among other things, uh, graphene, you know, single single layer carbon, single layer of matrix of carbon atoms is a superconductor, right. uh, is a super insulator, is stronger than Kevlar. Like like, there's this ridiculous list of things. It's just right now, it's still too hard to manufacture, right. probably because of energy costs. <laughs> right. So now, if energy comes down really yeah. really deep, yeah. suddenly graphene becomes really really viable for yeah. you know. For- toys or whatever it is yeah 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 for everything yeah we'll see if i could get if i could have a you know like one molecule thick superconductor uh parka so that i didn't have to carry such heavy stuff backpacking like that alone seems like a win to me (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. wow well look at that tim i've tied up an entire hour of your afternoon and we've gone down many rabbit holes and we didn't talk about email that much and i'm perfectly fine with that absolute pleasure yeah seriously is so if uh, if someone's listening to this and they're like "Ooh, eos that sounds really interesting um you know beyond reading a book which is hard to you can't transform a business by reading a book like what steps do you suggest an entrepreneur take if they're sure interested? well i mean you you say you can't transform business by reading but i mean there are there are quite a few people out there who've, who've read traction taken the practical tools from it and started yeah. implementing it into the business and there yeah. are people who look at it and go you know what we we want to spend all our time and you're not learning how to implement these tools but to keep running our business and we'll get someone in who can yeah. show us how to do it so, yeah but it, you know there are just straight up there are people who do it they'll go and go and buy a copy of traction and and see what it is so uh you know i'd say you know e- e- email me you know tim.watson at eosworldwide.com um and uh you know i'm happy to tell you more about traction buy a copy of the book traction by gino wickman um both and great things to do website is traction so no, the website so um it's, it's actually changed <laughs> aha what is it yeah so so the the, the the way to get hold of me now is i've the, the, the eos community's got uh in the last uh months has been closely knitted more closely knitted together which is great which means i now get a uh, an eos worldwide uh moniker um oh, okay. so pre- previously it was all a little bit disparate um okay. but it's now been kind of knitted together because there's, there's like 430 implementers around the world oh, which really? I'm, I'm actually one yeah okay. yeah yeah which with which i'm one um so we work really closely together as a community we support each other and talk on a very regular basis um, very cool yeah read, get, get a copy of traction read that um I'm going you know, to. I've, got it, I've got it right here on my screen <laughs> like uh, i've got to read this <laughs> yeah and um well tell me what you think of it when you do 
um, you know, or, or get in contact with me, uh, say tim.watson at eosworldwide.com will reach me and be happy to give you any help I can. You can just read and go, how does that work? Tell me about how it really works. I get yeah. it from a theoretical, but yeah. what's your practical yeah. experience? What's the practical experience? We'll wrap recording there. Thank you so much. My guest has been Tim Watson. Tim, have a fantastic afternoon. Thank you. Bye.